If we asked you for your definition of success, what would you say? For us, it's simple. Success is unique to each and every one of us. Welcome to The Success Revolution, the podcast that's changing the way we talk and think about success. We're The Step Up Club. I'm Alice. And I'm Fenella. And we're on a mission to get every single one of you feeling successful, no matter what that success looks like to you. In today's episode, we speak to fashion designer and Instagram star Zoe DePass, aka Dress Like a Mum, who tells us all about the real life behind being a social media sensation, how her success isn't about making millions, but about holidays with her family and stuffing her wardrobes full of great clothes, and how she connects with her audience without actually giving anything personal away. Fan, what did you think about Zoe's definition of success? Well, firstly, I just wanted to say that we both absolutely loved her. Yes. She was She's a really infectious, lovely, warm, friendly person. But the thing that I was surprised about was how strategic and focused she is. She really has a background in branding and in trend forecasting. And she set about dress like a mum, not as someone who just happened upon Instagram and decided to start photographing her outfit every day and, hey, presto, here she is growing a, a kind of Instagram mega brand. But she set about it by really creating a business really mm. she defined what her pillars were going to be she is very clear about whether a post falls into any of those pillars she was clear about the future of what Instagram looked like especially in the parenting market and she went about really consciously creating this brand for herself and I thought that was surprising and really inspiring yeah, I mean, you're right. You never really know the person behind the Instagram following, do you? Zoe actually says in the interview she doesn't like the term Instamom, but we were definitely keen to get someone from her gang or someone who is in that sphere and definitely has carved out a new career, essentially, on the podcast. And we really wanted to speak to Zoe because, like we said in the introduction, she kind of gives loads of herself away, but somehow protects herself and her family too so she won't mention her children's names for example she doesn't really say what she's doing on the weekend but yet you feel like you really know her and I think that's really clever we interviewed her at her kitchen table and her mum was doing her babysitting and you know it was just all very normal and kind of juggling motherhood with work and she just seemed to really epitomize a modern type of success and felt very happy with it and I think that was also just so nice to be in the presence of. It was, it was refreshing. Later in the interview she says, you know, I feel really, really pleased that I've managed to create this new type of career that aligns so perfectly with what I enjoy doing and with how I want to live my life and it's not that often that, you know, we meet a lot of people who are striving for something more and creating something bigger and actually she's just really happy with what she's done. And she looks great. She really does and we're so excited for you to listen to the interview. Before we get on to that, as you know, we're the creators of the Step Up School, which is the three-month course that will absolutely change your career and change your life. Our Inner Circle course is all sold out for now, but there are still a few spaces left on our online circle, which closes at the end of this week. We had an amazing chat with Zoe about the power of networks. So we wanted to remind you that as well as all the incredible accredited content that you get, which will get you wherever you want to be in your business or career, it will get you full of confidence, it will get you ready to achieve your 2019 goals. In Step Up School, you also become part of our exciting and super friendly and supportive Step Up School network. 
Zoe herself had a good nose around the course and she sent us some incredible feedback and we know that you'll love it too. We feel really passionately about it and want you to be able to create the change that you deserve. So we've created a very special last minute podcast offer which will be just £199 for the whole course. It's our lowest ever price. So head to stepupclub.co forward slash podcast discount for all the details or find the link in the show notes below. As you know, every episode of The Success Revolution is recorded in support of a charity that is doing something amazing for women and girls. Today's episode, at Zoe's request, is recorded in support of Care International, which fights poverty and injustice in the world's most vulnerable places, supporting women and girls to overcome inequality and fulfil their potential, a name that we are 100% behind. Find out more about how to help at careinternational.org.uk Zoe DePass, aka Dress Like a Mum, is an insights and trend researcher and brand consultant. She's also a major player on Instagram and has her own burgeoning fashion label. Zoe is obsessed with helping fashion, luxury, lifestyle and beauty brands to understand millennial parents. Mainly, she does this via consultancy and collaborations on the Dress Like a Mum Instagram account that she launched in 2014. At its heart, Dress Like a Mum has always been about combating negative stereotypes about mums and how they dress. Today, DLAM has over 120,000 followers. Zoe writes an accompanying blog, and she has the type of new media position that really does influence how so many of us dress, including us, and consider ourselves in the spheres of parenting, style, and modern careers. Dress Like a Mum and Zoe's spin-off fashion brand, DLAM by Zoe DePass, are the culmination of nearly a decade of work experience working within trend, branding, digital, and creative agencies. She's part of the affectionately known Instamum crew, For the uninformed, this powerhouse of mum influencers are changing the social landscape when it comes to parenting opinions and assumptions. She has three very young children and can count brands like Ivy Park, Marks & Spencer, H&M, Topshop, Volvo and ITV as partners. Zoe, we are so excited to welcome you to the Success Revolution podcast. You absolutely represent what it means to be a modern, engaged, working mum and we cannot wait to delve into your world. So welcome. Thank you. So let's start at the top in terms of success what is your definition of success today and are you living it I think my definition of success changes very much in terms of you can be successful on so many different levels and Mm -hmm. in so many different scales so getting the kids to school on time could be successful or designing a pair of sandals for Marks and Spencers which I have done recently and they are coming out any day now exciting really exciting I sometimes find it hard to work out if I am successful because things just happen actually the Marks and Spencer's email you know when they emailed to ask if I'd be interested it that was one project that stopped me and I was like oh wow that is that is that's mega yeah that's mega but you know a lot of the time I do really cool things but I don't really think oh that was I guess I don't give myself credit for how cool some of the things I do are do you think that's a recent thing, working in this kind of new landscape where you're never really sure what's coming next? Like when you were working at agencies, mm. pre-dressed like a mum, was your definition of success different and were you able to measure it more clearly? I guess so, because I guess you're part of a team there, you know, and say if you're working as a team to win a pitch, you know, and you produce a really, you know, my job there was strategy and insight, so I'd do a lot of research and kind of work out what the audience who the audience are that the brand needed to speak to and how and where and when they could be spoken to so if I contributed to the pitch a relevant piece of that 
idea, then that would be successful. But I guess on my own, yeah, it just varies so wildly what success is and, like, it's all successful. It's just in different kind of realms of your life, I guess. Do you have a, any idea of what your success markers are? Is it, for example, about how much money you make? I mean, actually, mm. I think people would be really interested to know. Yeah. Is it a financially no. viable career, what you're doing? Do you know what? I'm not a very money-driven person. Like, all I want is to have a nice life where I can see my kids. I can go snowboarding. I can go to a festival. Mm. And that's it. You know, I don't need lots of money. I just want the lifestyle. So if I'm successful in that, that's successful. So that is your definition. That is my definition. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. It's enjoyment and fulfillment. Yeah. And you need money to do that. So you're kind of working to enable that. I mean, I do feel like dress like a mum is a pretty perfect job for me. You know, it does encapsulate everything I love. You know, I love fashion clothes I love working with brands I love working on creative briefs I like consulting with brands they might come to me with something and I'll come back to them with something else you know I love that I love all the things it allows me to do you know like go to the festivals go snowboarding whatever it is it's perfect it was my father-in-law he kind of looked at me and was like what are you doing you're doing that and I was like what's my job and he was like how is this your job and I was like well I'm just very clever Martin I just created a job that's like around absolutely everything I like doing and he was just you just can't believe it but did you have the foresight to think this is what I want to create like if we rewind back to 2014 Mm. what was going on where was your head at and what was your kind of vision so in 2014 so I was on maternity leave with my second child I was on maternity leave from a place called Spring Studios, which is a really cool... Yeah, I love Spring Studios. Yeah, it's a really cool, like, creative agency. And I had a really good job there, you know, like, I really enjoyed, like, the strategy and, like, the... My job was quite cool and it was kind of, like, I didn't have to answer to anyone, but I could help each team, so I was quite independent and I really enjoyed it. But then I started the Dress Like a Mum Instagram while I was on maternity leave, and I did it mainly because I was breastfeeding... And I needed to work out what I could wear without compromising my style. And I challenged myself. Well, there was a few reasons I started, but one was so that if I took a photo of myself, that would guarantee that I'd wear a good outfit every mm-hmm. day because I'd kind of put pressure on myself. Is it still a pressure? It's not. No, side. it's not. It's only close. I'm like, yeah, great. No, it is a little bit sometimes. And because at spring I'd done a big piece of research for a major global high street brand about the future of parenting I'd just done this like huge report where I'd analysed the whole parent landscape online magazines telling like how parents were being talked to and at what, that what time were the outcomes? there was no one winning on digital so this was 2014 it would have been around the beginning of the summer it was literally on the cusp of parents really using digital platforms mm-hmm. So all the baby magazines were folding. There was no kind of place where... Actually, mother's meetings was a Mm. kind of... I think they'd been around for like a year, maybe. So they were kind of tapping the hipster mum kind of... We were inspired by mother's meetings. Yeah, we we absolutely Because it felt fresh and new and... They were the first people, you know. They were like... You know, as soon as I heard about them, I was like, that's for me. Mm. Like, I didn't do NCT, you know. I didn't know many other mums... Like me, really, actually. I didn't know anyone who was quite, you know, just weren't like me. 
So when I saw, heard about Muslim Meeting, I was like, oh my God, how do I get there? I want to get involved. And then it was that really. And then I didn't want, I knew I wanted to have my own business. I didn't exactly know what it was. I knew parenting online was about to change massively because no one was willing. I kind of thought, well, maybe I could freelance and work for brands and consult for them on how mm-hmm. they could market. So, you know, that was kind of one of my like business ideas. And, so you um, did start it with a business idea. You started it thinking, this could sustain me. No, I didn't. No. I didn't. Maybe not that, but something within that kind of parenting digital could have been a route because I just had all the right experience, all mm-hmm. the right knowledge. I was right in the right time frame for it. Then I didn't go back to spring, so I think something flipped while I was on maternity leave where a brand started coming to me and they weren't offering me money but they were like can we send you some like Mm. vouchers to buy something and I was like oh yeah okay yeah definitely and that happened for a long time and we were quite skint and I had to get the stuff from Marks and Spencers take the photos take it back buy the nappies (laughs) (laughs) get the food and then you know just keep plugging and plugging and plugging away at it and it was a different kind of algorithm and because of my past experience of building brands and helping them with social campaigns, I theoretically knew how to do it for myself. And it was easier at that time to build Much a easier, following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I was one of the first doing it, you know. And again, right time, right place. But I did kind of know that there was a lot of things heading in this direction. And I also had nothing to lose, you know. If I didn't work, I was just do something else yeah well it's a cheap way to start a business really opening yeah. an Instagram page and yeah. seeing what happened yeah 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 when we were thinking about you know what we wanted to know about you mm. and also what people listening would want to know I think there's a real fascination with the idea around Instagram influencers yeah obviously it's a really controversial word do you find does it make you feel sick that word I'm not particularly keen on insta mums as a term but I am a mum on Instagram I mean, I absolutely never talk about parenting. I am a mum and I'm on Instagram, so, you know, I don't care that much. But I wouldn't classify myself as someone in a position that gives parenting advice. And I don't talk a lot about my children. Like, Mm. occasionally there's an anecdote to something they've done, but I don't use their names. It's actually not about them, even though I'm dressed like a mum. Influencers, I mean, it's, it's not particularly nice but I guess it's the job I'm doing it's just a way to describe it I guess it's a bit cringy do you feel a responsibility to the people I mean you don't talk about parenting in the same Mm. way that lots of the other mums who are on Instagram do you don't talk about really controversial subjects is that deliberate and do you feel the pressure of having these over 100,000 people looking at you and it's a weird one because I don't really think about it that much. Like, for example, at the school gate, I have to completely just convince myself that absolutely no one follows me. Yeah. So well, I, just... I do that as well. The only, <laughs> way, yeah, the only way I can post comp- yeah. a photo is thinking that nobody I know is going to see yeah. this photo. So I don't... I they don't, do, but they do. do. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just got there and two parents were like, how was snowboarding? I was like, that's good, thanks. <laughs> but I don't really give it much thought to the actual numbers because then it gets a bit freaky because that's quite a lot of people watching you. From the very beginning, I was quite clear on my brand pillars and I've stuck to them. Fun, fashion, colourfulness, positivity, like inspirational in terms of like identity. They're kind of my main ones, you know, and I kind of check everything against that. And then I have kind of content pillars like, you know, fashion and beauty, obviously. I don't do food. I don't do like household 
stuff unless it's really relevant, you know, or a product I genuinely love. So I kind of check everything against that. And I think you build a stronger brand if you never divert mm-hmm. from your original pillars. So my baby now is seven and a half months. My husband in a couple of months is taking shared parental leave. So at that point is my like second win. So I'm gonna push more deeper content. Cause at the moment, you know, the last few months has just been like- Surviving. Yeah, you, just, you know, you stop, you sick. So it's like just kind of ticking things over. And then from March, I'm strategically ramping it up again. And so, what's that gonna yeah, look like? What, what are those aims? I want to do some more stuff around ethical fashion, more along the lines of kind of the recyclability of clothes, reuse, just educate people more. Is that more content or is that actually designing your own, starting your own fashion brand for example? Hopefully a bit of both actually. So there'll be some stronger pillars I'm going to bring in in terms of what content I'm going to talk about. So I've kind of launched DLAM, which is my like my fashion mm. brand basically and I'm kind of just last year I launched some sunglasses and they've sold out which is amazing that was always like a test to see how I could do it did, did you do them in collaboration with a brand and you drew them and they made them or did you say I want to make sunglasses and you went and you found out how to go to a factory and get sunglasses made somewhere in the middle so I'm in a unique position where I know what people want you know so I'm not like I've got my people to buy things, you know, I just need to make the product. Whereas other small businesses, they make something basically. They've got to like, okay, I've made a t-shirt, now I've got to sell the t-shirts. I've already got my audience. Mm -hmm. So really I'm in this amazing position where I just need to gauge what products they want and get them right. It's like the Rachel Vice that we've exactly, got here. Yeah. Exactly, which is why that's that was building so... that audience first. Yeah, it's amazing. And then facilitating that audience. Yeah. And also having the relationships. So she talks about communication through beauty products, which I thought was really interesting, and actually listening. The reason, so Guy Raz yeah. Yeah, <laughs> asked her, why did you never decide that you wanted to sell into Sephora or any of the big brands? And she said, because then I would lose that direct conversation between... She said she creates, she's got some Slack group of like her Mm. top thousand purchasers. Do you use your audience to measure what you can sell in your success and things like that? Yeah, I mean, definitely I'm not as organised as that, but I can tell, you know, so say if I've worn a pink pair of sunglasses, you know, the year before, and, you know, there's a lot of kind of chat and buzz. They DM you or they... They DM me or they, you know, like I can tell by the comments, they, oh, we can't find the sunglasses, you know, like if there's a lot of kind of energy around the product. And I wear a lot of sunglasses, so I was thinking, oh, that'd be quite cool to do some sunglasses. And then I met a woman in Bath when I was doing a talk down there and she was a buyer, but, you know, got a family and she still had the contacts and the knowledge to do it. So I did, I did it with her really. And I gave a percentage of sales and she, yeah, she was brilliant. She was kind of our kind of middleman. I also employ a woman, Hannah, who helps me manage my inbox and helps me with the admin and logistics and product, you know, stuff like that. And that was a real turning point for me. Do you employ her full time? No, no. She's a mother at my son's school. Just got talking to her at a kid's party, drinking beer at the back. She's just amazing. She's really organised. She charges me by the hour and she, every week, sends me a huge roundup of what I need to know, you know, inbox. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that? And then, you know, for example, the sunglasses, she'll be like, right, we've gone back and forth to China. We've gone back and forth to Italy. These are the prices. These are this, you know, just things that 
you know, I could do, but I don't have time to mm. do and aren't the best use of my time. And that was a real game changer because I can't remember, it was a couple of years ago, but the inbox was just this big beast on my shoulder and it was just too much to manage. You know, a lot of what I do is supporting small businesses and if I don't reply to these women, you know, it's really rude and it's not what I want to, you know, these women spent ages drafting an email to me, offering me something really nice and I don't want to ignore them and I just don't have time to reply mm. to them. So she's... When we employed our amazing assistant, yeah. Eve, when we employed her, it was absolutely huge for us yeah. because we were, mm. I mean, the endless administration and... Yeah we call it like sand and water, you know, it's bogging you down. Yeah. It's just, you can't, and as soon as you employ someone, it does take things to another level creatively and also just in terms of your time. Yeah, I think so. Listening to you talking, what I admire in you is that you seem to have like a clarity of thought, which mm. is something that we don't always have when we're existing. When you're building something and there's so many opportunities and the fact that you have that kind of clarity of thinking, right, that post really resonated, I'm going to... How does your working day pan out? Do you set thinking time aside mm. to do that research and process that? Or is it something very, very instinctive? No, it depends. I mean, like I said, the last six months, because of having the baby, I've been a bit just grabbing thoughts forever. Everything feeds off and it's just a constant... You know, I had a great idea when I was snowboarding on Saturday. It was just like, oh, my God, that's it. You know, and I skied down to Clemmy and I was like, Clemmy, what... Um, I always have good ideas when I'm Yeah, there. because you're so creative like, space. It's yeah. a creative space. You've got air, you've got no one around you. You're just like, you know, you're free. And I skied down to Clemmy and she was like... I mean, it's a great idea, but weren't you worried about getting down that black run? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, but like... <laughs> and then you're just like, you know, chatting. But... No, I haven't got a designated thinking time. I'd like that, and I hope that will come. Mm. But, but I think the brand pillars have really helped me, definitely. And having studied brands as part of trend research and part of insights and really, really, you know, delve down into what makes a successful brand, and that is when you stick to your point and you just do not digress, you know. You mentioned Clemmy, obviously, and you mm. kind of mentioned the Instamum thing and not... Obviously, it's a kind of yeah. um, slightly vomitous term, but clearly has been instrumental in your success, mm. not necessarily being called an instrument, but just having other women around you. Mm. How much is your network and your community, and I don't mean the people that follow you, but I mean the people who are doing similar things at a similar time, how much have you all fed off each other and how much is that part of your success? Oh, I think very much part of our success. But it's not been a conscious thing. You know, there's a few of us that, you know, I call, like, some of my closest best mm. friends. And and who you met through mother's meetings or Instagram? Yeah, or exactly. you knew them already? Um, a bit of both. So, Clemmy Hooper, who's got mother of daughters, she, I met in labour. So, she was the first person as you do. I met. As you do. She was my midwife for my son six and a half years ago. And we actually just in labour we knew that we were going to get on and we just stayed in contact and then she introduced me to mother's meeting and then someone else introduced me to Chloe Telford who just lives around the corner and we've got similar backgrounds and our families get on so we spend a lot of time together as like actual mates rather than colleagues but I think definitely those women have they've always got our back you know we've mm. all got each other's backs but not in a kind of it's hard because I don't we're not cliquey like we're like we're just like nice people who want to help each other. It doesn't feel picky. It, it actually, mm. people can see it 
And I think it's really important. Like, I yeah. think we rely on our friends and network and mums that we know and uh, yeah. colleagues and things like that. And I think it's actually amazing to be able to see how you can rely mm. on other women and how that can feed all of you, whether that leads into a brand collaboration or whether that just leads into mm. you feeling confident about yourself. But, I mean, yeah, I think we're almost like colleagues because we all yeah. work, we do a similar-ish job. We Definitely all of us, though, if you're, you know, I don't know who you exactly you're referring to, but... All of my kind of Instagram mum or female friends have all got an individual story and are quite set on that path. So there's not a real crossover. Mm. You know, obviously some of us both do fashion, but from a completely different angle. And, you know, others just do parenting. And again, a completely different angle. And I think that's why it's quite interesting because it's like, well, you're the business one, you're the fashion one, you're the this one. But we are colleagues and we will Mm. always support each other. We talk a lot about the importance of networking, but also mm-hmm. about the importance of mentoring. And one of the things that I think people get really hung up on is, oh my gosh, I've got to have this mentor, otherwise I'm not going to be able to progress, and how am I going to ask for one? And we yeah. often will tell them about the idea of peer mentoring, which I think people haven't yeah. thought of. And I wonder how much when you're together, you know, it's almost a bit like a husband and wife, or yeah. a bit like us, we were friends first and we run a business together. How much do you run things by each other and mentor yeah. each other and strive? strategize together or how much is it genuinely we're just having a really great time having fun and yeah you know and that's what you see I mean certainly Clemmy and I would have discussions a lot about business but I think we really enjoy it you know and we really enjoy thinking like oh who can we work with what can we do how can we make that happen yeah, so I think there's a bit of both it's almost like being in a partnership it's, it's you yeah know, you're, you're a lone ranger in one sense but yeah it's hard to be a lone ranger yeah. so when you have people to bounce ideas off who really get what you're doing and are in yeah. your sphere it's just it's exciting vital. it is exciting yeah. it's exactly like what you say like that peer mentoring thing that we don't I mean people get obsessed with the word mentoring and we yeah. talk a lot about it but actually it's just someone to give you advice yeah, who may, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. maybe been there before who may be doing it with you and or even just listen to you yeah right just to sound yeah I like peer mentoring I've mean, thought I mean, I don't have a mentor. I wouldn't even know where to get a mentor, but... You do. You those do. women are your mentors. Yeah, exactly. You but I think that's... And it's much better because it, my imagine... You know, if I imagine a mentor would be someone who's... I don't know, because no one's really ahead of us because this is a first-time mm. career, but can I come and talk to you? And, like, what if you're not in the right frame of mind and you've got to have this forced meeting, whereas peer mentoring is, like... Mm. It's natural and it can be so quick. You know, I've already exchanged a little... Clement's like, oh, what about this? I was like, genius, yeah, let's do that. And then you move on to, like, what shoes are you going to buy? You know, it's like your conversations are so interwoven, I think. What shoes are you going to buy? Well, we'll just talk about some moon her boots. Marks we're going skiing. Yeah, her marks and sandals. Oh, yeah, sandals. Marks and sandals. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. What do they look like, your sandals? Can you give us an um, in on what's coming? I can show you. They're like sliders with crazy pom-poms on. Nice. Yeah. Bad or subtle. Yeah. <laughs> like bright pink, orange. There's a few of us doing it. So I'm on a retainer with Marks and Spencers and it's the people on the retainer are also doing the... the All doing shoes. Yeah. But I've Why done... do you think they picked shoes? Because shoes is quite a kind of... Oh, yeah, because you did your trainers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I think, I mean, they all look brilliant and everyone's shoe is very, like, it represents their personality. You know, they're completely different shoes. I love it. People will absolutely love it. Yeah. So, dress like a mum. Yeah. Obviously, it has a shelf life because... Well, it doesn't, does it? At some, I suppose you'll continue being a mum. Yeah. But at some point, your children transition. They, yeah. I mean, my children are a bit 
older yeah um they're quite conscious they will say i mean we actually don't really put our kids on our instagram it's no. not really relevant to what we do or it's something we can talk about it but it's something that we've really thought quite hard about mm. in terms of our brand pillars not in those terms but for example my son will say things like you can't put this picture of me on instagram yeah. So he's very conscious, yeah, 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 my, my yeah. ten-year-old, of what I am, and I'm not showing about him. What I might be saying about mm. him. I mean, as it happens, he has no idea. I don't say anything about him. <laughs> Sorry, not that interesting. But what's the future of it? How will it evolve? Well, I've just had another baby, so it's fine. that's true. <laughs> you just keep just have another one. Just keep going, on this yeah. one. This one's just for the business. Um, no, I'm joking. Well, that's where the DLAM comes in. To be honest, yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to split my business into two, and then dressed like a mum is like me and what I've been up to and DLM is more products and mm. accessories and that becomes a brand in its own self in its own right and that's kind of my plan it may or may not work and it may change but I mean I'm in this position like I said earlier where I've got the audience so now what I'm doing is testing products like the sunglasses were really successful the collaboration I did with Erin Grace was mm-hmm. really successful. That, you know, sold out loads. I did a few fake fur coats. They weren't so successful, so I don't have to do that, you know? Yeah. And like, I, mean, I read was, something about fake fur. It's worse than fur. Apparently. Yeah, and exactly. You know, I still love it. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's, um, I won't buy anymore. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, you can. There's a lot of ways around that, though, like mm. recycled but it wasn't very good for me yeah. and there were other variables like the time of year and the price and da 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 but you know I won't do that again but maybe I'll do sunglasses again next year what would I have learned you know will I do less for more money you know can I convince people that spending more on the one piece that's been sustainably manufactured is better you know mm. that's my next mission is like to try and educate people about brands but it's just this really cool place where I can just try things and dial them up and down and then you know if something's really really amazing I can just run with it and develop more products around it and I can kind of watch literally watch what's happening you know because I've got all the data so when I was kind of reading about you Mm. and one of your pillars I think was about kind of breaking down the stigma about being a mum and that's Mm. where the mum thing came in from we don't struggle particularly with being working mums, um, practically speaking, but in terms of our brand, we learnt very early on that our followers don't like us to show anything about us being mums. Really? So if, we made... if we put a picture of a child up, we'll lose hundreds of yeah. followers. Really? Yeah. yeah, but we are obviously working mums. So we made yeah. this decision quite early on to not talk about it particularly mm. and refer to it here and there. And then we come at kind of crossroads to situations like, for example, talking to you or... What have other ones been? Like a step-up school where there's lots of mums and stuff. When we talk about work-life balance, when it's we obviously about, yeah. something that does come in. We came across it when we wrote our book as well. How do mm. we bring that in? Because it, it, yeah. it does affect how we run our business yeah, and how yeah, we run yeah. our lives. We made a decision at one point for about 24 hours where we thought, right, we're just going to be for working mums. Because yeah. a lot of what we say and us as people and personalities resonates with mums because mm. they're at a similar stage to us. They've got similar pressures on their lives. How do you manage that? Do you feel like you are starting to break down that stigma around motherhood? Is it difficult going into a brand like M&S when being kind of pioneering Instagram influencer, sorry to use it, and a mum and potentially having a baby strapped to your front? Like, are things changing on that front? I think so, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of people, a lot of women who follow me that aren't mums, actually. Like, quite a large Who want to be mums, or...? A bit of both. Like, some are kind of... The younger ones are, will you inspire me because you've showed me that actually being a mum doesn't have to change you, you know, and they kind of, like, you've made that kind of 
thought of it not so scary and other women are just like oh just like the clothes Mm -hmm. and you know with the ski trip we're gonna organize next year a lot of messages like I'm not a monk and I still come and it's like of course do you know I just don't care I just get on with it like Mm -hmm. take it or leave it I am a mum but I'm also a woman and wife and a whole lot of other things and I don't know I've taken my baby everywhere you know and that's just how it is and I you know it'll come a point where he won't come with me because he'll be old enough to be in childcare but yeah I, honestly, I don't. I don't mind. I don't but I think it. that's the attitude. Isn't yeah, it? like if, if I am a mum, I can't hide it. But I don't make a big thing of it. Yeah. And how do you navigate a world of work which, although populated by lots of us working mothers who are balancing things in a new way, is I think still very much set up to not be friendly towards us. So, for example, we were talking about an event that we're mm. all three invited to and we'd really mm. like to go to, and it starts at six o'clock. Mm. And we get invited to a lot of events. So do yeah. you obviously get invited yeah, yeah, probably yeah, to more yeah. events than we do, and they all start at six o'clock. You know, yeah. things like networking, which is the brilliance of mother's meetings, for yeah. example, or, or the step-up club that we run where you can come in the morning and you don't have yeah. to... How do you navigate that? Do you think about that? Do you talk about that with brands? Well, it depends on the audience you want to attract really I think like mm. if you do want to cater for mums then you could have it but then if you want to cater for some mums with older children then mm. six o'clock's probably fine you know if you want to get the younger ones that they'll bring the babies to then you need to account for school drop-off of potentially another child like there's lots of mm. you can't actually please everyone no, you can't. for me when I'm looking at an event I'll think is it a brand I want to work for is it a brand I have worked for like you know do I want to support this cause I really think about whether it's worth my time going and that will how dictate if I go and then if I I'll arrange childcare if it's really important so you've got actually really quite a clear definition of success and you measure something we talk about all the time Mm. in step up school you measure each opportunity against that definition and if it fits yes and if it doesn't fit then no yeah and that's the same for like everything my biggest thing I struggle with is time so That I just don't have enough time, so I've basically got to prioritise. You know, an easy way to prioritise is just check it off my list, and if it's not relevant, then I can't do not it. Not happening. Yeah. Well, I think that's great advice to finish on, Zoe, and I think it's something that we can take advice from too. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank Good you. Good luck with the sandals. Thanks. Are they open toe sandals? Yeah, they're like uh, slides. sliders like this. Oh, oh okay. Because yeah. I, I was thinking of those pointy ones last summer that had pom-poms on. I'm imagining something wrong. No, no. You'll know when you see them. Okay. <laughs> is there a lunch event? Yes, there is actually. You can come if you want. Thanks. Is it at six o'clock? <laughs> six o'clock. Perfect. Get childcare. Thank you so much, Zoe. Oh, thank um, you. And speak to you very soon. Yeah, thank you. If you enjoyed the podcast and it sparked some thoughts about your success, please don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening. Again, all the information is in the show notes. Don't forget to head to stepupclub.co to find out more about how Step Up School could help you achieve your career dreams. See you next week, same time, same place. We've got plenty of incredible women, each with her own definition of success up our sleeves.